This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. First episode of 2022. Glad to be back on campus. Let's get into some sports. So we're going to start out with the weekly rundown, of course, which is going to go through all of what happened over winter break and up to Tuesday the 11th. And then we're going to have Jacob Nelson come in and talk about hockey. And um, disclaimer, this was recorded like not even 10 minutes before it was announced that the women's hockey games against Finlandia were canceled. So we still talk about them. We give our in- Jacob gives his insight. And um, yes, once you know, those will not be happening this weekend. And then for talk about basketball, uh, we're going to bring in Ben Wangard, who is going to be our the co-host for the rest of this podcast, as long as it's going to be going on. Ben will be the co-host. So I feel like it was going to be only right that I will hand it off to Ben after I am gone. And um, it's going to be in good hands, I will tell you that. So Ben talks about basketball with me for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's roll into the first episode of 2022. Hit it. Women's basketball received their second loss of the season to number one hope, 70 to 61 on December 18th. They then beat ranked, then ranked Baldwin Wallace, 64 to 45 on December 22nd. They then traveled to Nashville, Tennessee to play in the basketball destinations post Christmas classic at Traveca University, Nazarene University to beat Penn State Baron, 77 52 on December 29th, and then have their game against Williams the next day canceled. They were then supposed to play at St. Mary's on January 8th, but that has been postponed January 17th. They will host the Alma Scots on Wednesday. Then they will be, they will host Kalamazoo as they will be the first game of a men's and women's doubleheader on Saturday. Then they will travel to St. Mary's for that said makeup. Congratulations to friend of the pod, Tara Benovich, on breaking the career three-point record with make number 155 against PSU Barron in Nashville. And congrats to Tara for earning MIAA Athlete of the Week on January 3rd. Women's ice hockey played against Adrian on an outdoor rink in Toledo and lost 6-1 to one on January 2nd. They will no longer be hosting Finlandia on Friday and Saturday. I assume that will be made up. Women's track and field will run in the Sean Brady Alumni Open at home this weekend. Men's wrestling participated in the Kalahari Resorts and Conventions in Ohio on December 18th. They lost to UW Oshkosh, Baldwin Wallace, Defiance, and Otterbein. They then went to Alma on January 6th to win 24-22. Uh, they were supposed to have an MIAA championship on Sunday, but that has been canceled. I have yet to see if that is, will be made up. Men's basketball lost 65-57 at Anderson on December 18th. They then beat Wisconsin Stevens Point on December 20th at home. They then beat Concordia Chicago 88-56 at home. They then beat Albion 80-37 to start out conference play at home on, this, on January 8th. They made up a game at Hope on Monday, losing 61-48. They will be at Olivet on Wednesday and then host Kalamazoo in the second game of that men's-women's doubleheader on Saturday where... Uh, myself and Andy Brown will be on the call for both games. And congrats to Aiden Warnzeka on being named MIAA Athlete of the Week alongside Tara Benovich on January 3rd for the Thunders sweep. And congrats to Brent Cox on being named MIAA Player of the Week on Monday. Men's ice hockey won 6-0 at Chatham on, on January 2nd. They hosted Finlandia on Monday, winning 64, and they will host them again Tuesday. They will then go on the road to MSOE for Friday and Saturday. Men's Volleyball will start out their season on Thursday at home against Indiana Tech. They will then be in the Crossroads crossover in Fort Wayne as they will face off against Goshen on Friday and then Calumet St. Joseph on Saturday. ACHA D2 Men's Hockey will host Davenport on Friday and then travel to Davenport on Saturday. Men's Track and Field will also run in the Sean Brady Alumni Open at home on Saturday. And then ACHA D3 Men's Hockey will host MSOE for, fr- for Saturday and Sunday. 
All right, let's get into hockey. Welcome back, Jacob Nelson. Thank you for being here. Just, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Kind of a weird break. Only three games that we're going to cover today. Yep. Uh, small hockey break. Uh, women got the opportunity to play at Fifth Third Field in Toledo. That was awesome. That that looked like a lot of fun. I thought about going, but I wasn't going to spend 20 bucks to go watch one game. <laughs> that, that makes that, sense. <laughs> If we get both, into for free everywhere here. Yeah. If it was both trying teams, then I thought it probably would have gone. Yeah. But it was our women's team and then MSOE's men, who we will actually see this weekend. Right. But it was a good game for the goalie. Uh, good PK. We were outshot by a lot, 41 to 18. Uh, shots for us by period by period, 6-5-7. So we were consistent throughout the game, at least, for uh, our shots. It's not a great consistent. We would like more, but it was consistent. Consistency is key. Is key. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, but a cool, very cool experience going to play at Toledo. Like you said, uh, Fifth Third Field? Yep, Fifth Third Field. Okay. And just, and of course, the happen to be adrian why <laughs> yeah of course it's gonna be adrian because adrian's closest that's just gotta be adrian it can't be bowling green yeah or you know anyone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah take marion down there <laughs> now it's a. Uh, oh looking forward for them this week they're just gonna be hosting finlandia friday and saturday what are those looking like so Finlandia is 0-12-1. Okay, they, I like that. They tied Northland, who, according to my hockey rankings, which is a website that does a lot of hockey rankings for levels from squirt all the way up to college, uh, Division One, they have them ranked at 54th, and they have us ranked at 51st. So okay. it might be a good game. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Finlandia has a negative 2.6 goal differential per game. So they're averaging 0.8 goals per game, and I think they're giving up around 3.5, somewhere in there. And as of right now, unfortunately, there's no common opponents to compare our Uh games to to their games. So it'll be an interesting weekend for the women. Yeah, 0-12-1, I like that. And But, you know, I like how close of the rankings they are because it's yeah. like you know it's not just gonna be like an automatic win yep you're gonna actually have to work for the win and play a full 60 yeah and then uh for the men over break uh kind of killed it six to zero against chatham yep uh six nothing against chatham uh same day as the women were playing uh in toledo uh doubled their men's shots 42 21 had a Full 20-minute period in the second with four goals that period. I wasn't able to watch it, so I don't know the first and third, but four goals in one period is still a great period. Yeah. Um, Last night against Finlandia, 6-4 to win, 59-17 shots, controlled most of the game. Uh, Pretty good special teams, two power play goals, one against. 30 great minutes, I would say, and then we had 30 okay minutes mm. where they got some momentum and were able to push back and get their four goals. Um, those are the games they played. We're, I was looking at one of my spreadsheets. As you know, I have a ton of them. Yeah. And we're currently 7-1 and one since our two Adrian losses with at least three goals scored in all eight of those games. Oh, all right. So we're on a good stretch right now since – we played Adrian, which is really good note. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did notice is that Trine did pretty good in power play. Mm-hmm. Better than what we have seen before. Oh, yeah. Our power play was all – it seemed to be consistently in their zone. They had one section of, like, 30 seconds in our zone. But out of the three or four power plays that we had – Spending 30 seconds in your D zone, I'll take that. Yeah. It's better than spending a full two minutes in your D zone on the power play. Right. And, uh, yeah, so they're going to finish the series with Finlandia. 
today that we're recording this on Tuesday. Then they're going to go on the road to MSOE Friday and Saturday. Yep. MSOE currently has a record of 3-7-2. and two. Uh, PK, Their PK is 79%, power play 16%, so take advantage of their special teams and we'll be in good shape. They've played three games against Adrian, include, including one of their outdoor game. Uh, they've given up nine, six, and five goals against Adrian, and they've scored one, three, and four. So... It looks good common opponent-wise mm-hmm. for us, but you can't really say for sure until you see the two teams play. Right, and I'll tell you, those they allowed nine goals against Adrian. I mean, And we only allowed three in each of the two games we've played. Right. And we played really well against Adrian. Yeah. We can beat Adrian this year. We just have to play a full 60. Yeah, and they they got close in a couple of mm-hmm. in, in those two. But, the uh, the first game was a last minute two on one that they scored on, and second game was dug a hole too deep for us to dig out of. Yeah, that's the only thing that we did wrong, I think, in those games. Yeah, but yeah, uh, hopefully we get to see a couple dubs out of this weekend. Uh, hopefully they'll get the win tonight. I believe I'm gonna go to the game tonight. Yep, I'm working the game tonight. I'm I'll be up on the computer full for the whole sixty. And should be a great game tonight. I'm excited. Yeah, especially yesterday's game. I was on camera for that. It was a little uh, going back and forth there with start getting start out 2-0, then 2-2, and then finally finding their way. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good game tonight. Um, is that it for this week? For the men's, uh, there are a few uh, mentions that I think should be mentioned. Okay. So... All this is with nine games left, not including playoffs. So this, we've received 26 national poll votes, most ever received by a Trine team, which is good for 16th in the rankings. Our goals per game is at 4.1 right now, which compared to teams in the past is over a goal per game more than we were averaging in a single season. Uh, points per game, we're averaging 10.8, over two points better than our previous record. Shots per game, 42.5. Over, that's the most by over 12 shots per game. We're averaging about 30.8 in the 2019-20 season. Uh, we're tied for the most wins in a single season for a trying team. Uh, second most goals scored in a season. We're at 66. We scored 74 in the 1920 season. So we could tie that tonight and maybe break it. It will be pushing it, I think, to do that. But this weekend, I think we'll definitely be able to break that. We're at the second most assists on the team at 107. Uh, 2019-20, they had 129. So we're getting up there for that. Uh, Points, we're at 173. We're 30 shy with 203 for the 1920 season. And then our goals against average is at 2.8. Five, six, which is the second lowest, and the record for that is 2.54 set by the 2018-19 team. So a lot of records that are in jeopardy or have been broken so far this season, and there's still, like I said, nine games to yeah. play. So I think a lot of these are going to go down. Yeah, just if, you, if you're not watching them already, yeah. watch them. This team is really good. I'm a big hockey guy, and I didn't realize this until today that right. all these records were happening, and I'm definitely going to be watching them even more now. Yeah, <laughs> I for sure know you're going to be counting them down. All right, we're like yep. three-way now. Too. Yep, I'm definitely going to be watching them, <laughs> and it will probably be posted on my story when some of them are broken, <laughs> if I realize it. <laughs> I don't see how you couldn't, honestly. I mean, unless that you're I know like, they're here. Unless you're like hardly focused on stats, you're like you're just so zoned in. Yep. Unless I'm too focused or something, or if I'm distracted by schoolwork, I don't see how I'm gonna miss this. Right. Just because I know it's here now. So yeah. <laughs> Once I know something's there, I don't forget it, especially if it's about hockey. Yeah. All right. So with that, is there anything else that needs to be mentioned? Nope. I think that's it for this week. All right, well, Jacob, we appreciate you. Thank you for being here for 2022. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. See ya.
All right. Well, so we're going to talk about basketball now. And um, I thought it was going to go a little stretch of doing it alone, but luckily a buddy here, Ben Wanger, <laughs> DM me on Twitter saying, hey, man, want to coast for Storm Center? I was like, absolutely. Let's talk basketball. So, uh, Ben, thank you for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. You know, um, I don't know if I can ever fill the shoes that uh, John K is, is leaving here, but I'll do my best for yeah. sure. It's kind of tough because, you know, John started this. And so, yep, yep. you know, it's kind of just like he's it's like Jordan. He's just on a mountaintop by himself. You know, he's the goat. I don't know, though. We might have to be we might be debating a few years who the goat is. Drew Everhart or John Kay. Stop it. <laughs> um, so, Ben, you've been doing broadcasting here for a while. You're a sophomore, right? You also do football, track and field, correct? Uh, I did football last year. Uh, I decided not to anymore just oh, okay. because I got a lot going on. All right. And uh, track and field's a little bit better for my uh, my brain than yeah. uh, football <laughs> is. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, um, yeah, but you've been doing football. You've done a couple hockey. You did some softball last year. You've been mm-hmm. doing basketball. You've been all over the place. <laughs> I've just been trying to see where like where I fit in. Obviously, I like getting behind the like getting behind the mic and doing games like that. Um, and, you know, I love just like watching sports. So just right. like getting to go and, and watch all these different, different sports, get different experiences and like kind of broaden my, my view and my experiences. So I have, um, I can take that into, uh, into the career world after uh, college. Yeah, I mean, I, I love doing games. They're like, they're, mm. there's no, nothing better. And especially since, you know, it's essentially your job. Yeah, You're basically. Like, so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and let's start with the men's team. Had a rough December going two and three throughout the month. Uh, first game of break, December 18th at Anderson, losing 65-57, shooting just not the best numbers, 33% from the field, 23% from three, just uh, not the best way to start out break. And, you know, that's uh... – the shooting woes for this team have kind of been uh, surprising, at least to me, because last year I felt like as a team we were pretty good just shooting-wise. Maybe it's just uh, they just kind of been in a slump and they're trying to find it because they get good shots, they get open shots, they get open looks. It's just a matter of getting them to fall, and they just haven't been falling as much this year. But uh, I know that they've been working hard to to correct that, so I'm sure that they'll be they'll be able to figure it out come well, when they get deeper into the uh, conference schedule. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Just last year, the only the biggest things I remember from last year was just all the big shots that were hit. And now just, there's never like those big shot moments. And um, my conference starting out, we've shown out so far throughout that. But, um, yeah, really hoping that they get that going. Uh Nick Bowman had 22 points. I mean, obviously, I mean, what he's going to do? He's going to average. He's averaging that for a reason. Bryce Williams with 10, Mitchell Geller with 11, and Manny Minago off the bench with six. Grant Cox with eight. The bench only having six points kind of scares me in this. Yeah, that's uh, that's been a little bit of a, a concern of mine, like all season, really. It's like. The, the bench, the, the guys that are coming off the bench are not bad players by any means. No. Like, definitely, like, the six points is uh, misleading for sure. But, I mean, if you, don't have a, if you don't have a bench that can score, I mean, your starters can't play the whole game. I mean, coach wants Nick Bowman to. But, I mean, even Nick can't play the entire game. So, I mean, it's something that needs to be corrected for sure. But uh, hopefully they'll find a way to, uh, to turn around. Maybe a little bit of that, that mix-up in the lineup that they've got going on will help boost the scoring off the bench. Yeah, we were talking about Hayden Jones uh, getting a start over the past couple games. Uh, Geller coming off the bench, which I like Geller off the bench. Mm. The like, if you listen when John and I would, whenever we do games, we just rave about Mitch all the time. Like oh, he's yeah. just one of the most consistent guys I've ever seen. Especially uh, that Albion game, I thought he played great <sighs> against Albion. He had a he had a great stat line. I have it right here. Uh, 11 points on four for five shooting, two assists, five rebounds, three steals, and a block. All off the bench. So he did a great job coming off the bench. I mean, that's the kind of spark plug that this trying team needs, especially when you're putting up six points from your entire bench. So Yeah. So, well, maybe that's – Geller got moved down. Jones got moved up. So hopefully hoping to see more production off the bench. They then went uh, – this went to back home December 20th to play Wisconsin-Stevens Point, winning 65-56. And shooting a little bit better from the field, still 27% from three. You really want to see that get up. 
11 points off the bench as a whole. Hayden Jones with 12, bouncing back after having zero. Uh, Bryce Williams leading the way with 16. Bowman with 13. Just a lot more balanced in the starting lineup. That's why I've seen, like, it's especially important for uh, for these guys this year. I mean, last year was kind of a, I guess we'll call it a surprise last year. I mean, Tryon kind of came out of nowhere. Nick Bowman just into the into the spotlight. And now after seeing Tryon play last year and playing these conference games, now all these teams know, like, what to expect. And we also we brought back the same exact starting lineup yeah. that we had last year, which is great. But that also comes with some downsides. Now the teams know what to expect. They know how you guys play, and they can be more prepared. Yeah, when we interviewed Nick Bowman, he said, hey, we understand. Everyone's going to give us their best shot. And it's definitely been happening to them, just so many tight games throughout the year. But And the, pre- the pre- perseverance, I cannot talk today, just unbelievable with this team. Then they go... Big win ending the year of 2021 on December 30th, 88-56 over Concordia, Chicago. Overall balance scoring, all but two players scoring. Just unbelievable. Aiden Wardzeka leading the way with 16. Bowman right behind him with 15. Brent Cox with 12. And McNonglo coming off the bench with 12. Just That was a nice thing to see at the end of the year. Be like, All right, getting back on track. Mm, that's a nice way. I mean go like you end the year on a win on a high note but uh, I know these guys aren't going to dwell on it you know that's in the past now but yes for sure it's a great way I mean you get a little bit of momentum going coming into the new year and you know who's going to argue with the win right no not at all it's like I mean yeah you could have done some things but it's like what whatever dude it's a win come on and then starting up back you mentioned earlier they played Albion smoked them 80 to 37 not the matchup that everyone was looking forward to see course last year miwa tournament final one of the best games i've ever been a part of i was lucky to be in the building then just oh yeah that game was <sighs> awesome you know that conference championship game was great and they had the students they could get tickets yeah. I, I was there at that game that was awesome so yeah i was definitely surprised i mean try and played how try and plays yeah. i'll be in i don't know maybe they just have a, a few things that they need to, to iron out but that was quite the surprising result uh, yeah. In my opinion, at least. One of their best guys, Cortez Garland for Albion. He didn't start, but he, don't, but he still played 26 minutes. So I don't know what was going on there. We thought he was injured, but then he was like, no, he's just not starting. So with that, just... Trine's defense is so good. Like, oh, yeah. they hounded them. Like, Cortez Garland's like the... I think he was like the third leading scorer in the conference going to that game. And... Let's see. I believe he was held to two points. One of ten shooting, 0 of three from three. Just uh, suffocating. There was a couple plays. It was everyone. Like, Bowman would get on, then it would be a switch to Aiden, then on to Bryce, and just he couldn't do anything. That's the one thing, yeah, I've noticed, especially about our the, the backcourt here, Aiden and Nick and Bryce and even Hayden is when they when they come in, there's no drop on the defense. Like, even if, if Nick and Aiden come out and uh, Hayden Jones and uh, Bryce Williams come in, there's no drop in that defense. They're still there. They're still giving the same effort as the starters. And honestly, if you were just to turn on the stream and just start watching, I wouldn't be surprised if you got confused thinking that they were the starters and Nick and Aiden were the uh, the backups. It's just... <laughs> There's no, it's so consistent. Just the whole team is very consistent on defense. Yeah, and just one of the best plays of the game was uh, there was, I believe, a steal and an outlet to Bowman for a slam. And then right, like, not even half a second later, Alvin just throws it without even looking, throws it right to Nick and gets a layup for an and one. And they were already up by a lot by that by that point, but... At that point, there was no chance for Albion to come back at that point in the game. That's just uh, that's just what Nick Bowman does. I mean, when he gets up there and he throws it down, especially at home in the MTI Center, I mean, it's electric. It is, it's crazy. It's just awesome just to witness it, and I can't even imagine how Nick feels. I'm sure it's got to be great getting those fast-break fast break dunks. But that's the uh, – those plays, like, like you just mentioned, are huge momentum swings and uh, – all year, I think the Thunder have done a really good job of creating plays like that, using their defense to create offense. That's what my, my high school coach always said. Yep. Defense wins championships. He's lying. Offense wins championships. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> Not if you're here trying. Defense wins games yeah, that for is, the Thunder. 
hundred percent true. And I swear Bowman gets a fast break dunk like every twice game. A game. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's like if it doesn't happen, like something is totally wrong. And yeah, it's they're so fun to watch. And you know, conference play starting up, best time of the year. But then they had to make up a game at Hope on Monday and did not do good. Uh, Hope was lo- was missing a couple players, still won 61-48. Uh, leading scorer for trying, Nick Bowen with 11. Then next was Mitch Geller with 10 off the bench. Thunder shoot 33% from the field, 8% from three, going one of 12, and 65% from the free throw line. Just uh, going from the highest of highs to just lowest of lows, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think this is more of a... I mean, if you just look at this one game, then you'd be like, oh, you know, they're a terrible shooting team, but they're really not. I mean, we already already talked about it. So I think it's just a matter of consistency um, because we've seen what they can... Like, we've both seen in person what this team can do when they're on fire. And, you know, sometimes they're just not clicking... But luckily they have, they're just starting the conference schedule, so there's still some time to get it turned around for the uh, conference tournament come March. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can get uh, get it figured out. And knowing these guys, I know they're going to work, work their butts off to get it figured out. Yeah, it's just, I just don't know what it is. Like, they just can't hit the shots. I mean, we talked about it, they're good shots. They're just, they just don't fall. Some of them, like, they're just short or just long, and you're just, I don't feel like they people would have that figured out by now but yeah you would think i mean there's some shots i'm even like i don't even know how that didn't go in like they'll yeah. like roll around the rim like 17 times and fall i'm like dude that's just bogus man yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so men's team let me take a look at their schedule see what they got coming up this week oh also uh aiden Warzeka winning miwa athlete of the week oh i think january 3rd he definitely definitely deserved that i had him in my notes here i said uh, for the uh, Albion game, Aiden Warzeka, MVP, right here. He led led the game in assists, um, 11 points, 3 for 3 from 3-point three range, 4 assists, 6 rebounds, and a steal. I mean, yeah, he that's, that's great. I mean, and that's uh, that's awesome for him. I mean, Aiden is a, is a great player. Obviously, he's been a starter for two years. Mm. and uh, But I feel like in that backcourt, especially with the talent that Nick Bowman brings, it can be easy. he can be easily overshadowed and overlooked. Right. But uh, this right here, this stat line right here shows, you know, if you if you choose to focus only on Nick Bowman, we still have guards that can score on you and make you make you pay for leaving them open. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, like, Bowman, obviously he's number one in the scouting report. Like, he's going to be there, the like, 18-point font bolded. But you cannot forget about anyone else. Like, Aiden's deadly if he gets wide-open shots, which he did against Albion. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. And... Yeah, Aiden killed it. That first half, he did really good. Second half kind of tapered off a little bit, but I think he was more focused on just getting those assists. And Yeah, I mean, at that point, Trent was already playing so well. and They were already up. That's like, yeah. you don't got to keep your foot pressed down on the gas as much. Just manage the game. And I think uh, they got some some uh, some of the younger guys some playing time there at the end of the game, too. So that was nice. Yeah, for sure. All but uh, two players scored in the Albion game. And then also Brent Cox for his performance in the Albion game, winning MIAA Player of the Week for this week. Yes, sir. 15 points. Game high. And he's someone that we were talking about before. It's just like, man, I just don't know what's going on. He's just not getting the shots to fall. Like Even like right at the rim, he was like still getting the wrong bounce. And we were just like, and he's got to get it at some point. Like it's he's going to figure it out. But it finally happened, and I'm so happy for it because – Brent's deadly, dude. Oh, yeah. He's the uh, the anchor of this team for sure. I mean, when he's on playing in the post, I mean, he's great. Um, and then obviously if you slot Manny McNonglo in there too, I mean, the post play for this Thunder team can be, I would say, probably some of the best in the nation at mm-hmm. times. I mean, really great. I'm glad Brent's back on track like you said. Um, hopefully he can continue this momentum too. I know he'll be looking to for sure. Yeah. And also Brent being able to step out and hit, which he finally was starting to hit against Albion. Just so good to see. It was just he's he looked like he was back to playing how he was at the MIAA tournament, which was unbelievable. We call Brent Cox the stretch five. <laughs> so for this week, they will be at Al- Olivet on Wednesday, and then they're going to host Kalamazoo in the second game. 
of a doubleheader with the men's and women's on Saturday. That's going to be really fun. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the women's. Only had three games over break because two of them, well, one got canceled entirely. One of them got postponed. But, of course, first we got to start out with the biggest game of the year. Losing to Hope 70-61. Just so close every time. I mean, that's just, it's tough because, uh, I mean, over the last two years, the only team that Trine has lost to these last few years has been Hope. I mean, last year, last year they only had two losses, and those two losses were to Mm -hmm. Hope. It was three times last year. We lost them once this year. But Wisconsin, Eau Claire earlier this year. Mm -hmm. At that point, they were unranked, but a couple weeks ago, they were ranked number three. So it's not like we just lost to a terrible Mm -hmm. team. Man, hope is just the that's they're just the team that it's just the last bump that we just we're not able to get over yet. Yeah, I mean, I honestly feel just looking at uh like hope's schedule and stuff and seeing who they play, I would say like honestly, and this is me being or trying to be as unbiased as possible, I would say that I think Tri definitely has the best chance to beat Hope. I mean I don't think anyone else in the conference is even close to the level that these two teams are on. No. Obviously, Tryon being number two, Hope being number one. And Tryon gets two cracks of Hope every single season. But, uh, I mean, Hope, I mean, they're the best team in Division Three women's basketball. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously I'm a Tryon fan. I would love, for, yeah. love we, to be able to say, you know. To see it. We hate to say mm-hmm. it, but you got to give them props. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't just win 50 games by not being yeah. great, you know, so – 50 straight games. I will say, though, it does help when you bring back three of your five starters from last year because of COVID. Just saying. Yeah, it's a little – I mean, I guess I guess we can't call it bogus because everyone got that same same thing. But, I mean, hope – I mean, I'll, I'll respect to hope, you know. Yeah. Even though they're definitely a rival school, I got respect for them. But I'm sure, I mean, one of these times, it's going to happen one of these times for sure because – each time, each time I've seen Hope and Trine play over the last two years, each time Trine just inches closer and closer yeah. to getting over that bump, and eventually it's going to happen. And when that happens, it's going to be absolute pandemonium here in Angola for sure. It's always a barn burner, and I drove up the three and a half hours to see this game because I was like, man, it's kind of – it's honestly, I don't know who scheduled it to be over break, but I'm just going to watch it anyways. And – Hope's length is unbelievable. Like, oh my goodness, Olivia Voskel is just—I mean, she looks like she was designed in a factory that produces basketball players. Yes. Like, she's just she's tall, got long arms. She can move. Yeah. I mean, like her swear her wingspan goes across the entire lane. Her vertical goes to the net. Just. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where they found her at, but oh my goodness, yeah, she I don't is. Know. She is a freak, but uh, Kayla Wildman played very well against Hope. She did. Had uh, had 15 points, two for six from three. That was one thing that I was a little bit surprised about against uh, Hope was usually this uh, the, our women's team is great from behind the three point line, but Hope a little bit of a little bit of a struggle uh, shooting the ball, and. I mean, they did a great job hounding Tara. They didn't let Tara get very many open looks. They beat the crap out of Tara. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I swear she got punched in the face like three different times. I mean, obviously they had her name just circled. Yeah. Do not let her get the ball. Deny her the ball at all costs. I mean, the strategy worked. Yeah. If she hit three, I mean, if she had getting, gotten like three more open looks, who knows? We'd be talking about a tie game, maybe even a try and win. Yeah. If she gets those open looks. So, I mean, hats off to uh, Hope's coach. Did a great job. And I then thought overall Kelsey though, Taylor to five also that's huge. Kelsey Taylor, you know, on uh, on offense, not a huge impact, but defensively, I thought she did a, a pretty good job. I mean, obviously, Olivia Voskel is the type of player that no matter how you play her, she's going to get some points. Yeah. Like she's just going to score. Like that's just how it is. But I thought KT did a great job. I mean, she was biting her up the whole game, hustling back on defense, trying to beat her to the paint. I mean. It was a it was a great effort from KT. You know that's just something that we've come to expect from her, and uh, as we should. She yeah. every, night in and night out, she gives a hundred percent effort on defense, and um, I mean it's great. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I I love watching both of the teams so much, and especially whenever there's a doubleheader going on. Oh yeah, the doubleheaders are awesome. I love doubleheaders. Best. 
and just... Oh, another thing to talk about the Hope game. We only lost by nine. Kaylee Argyle is out with a foot injury at the moment, and she was at that game. What I'm just saying, we're at full strength. That's true because, I mean, that threw off the rotation. Yeah. Uh, Michaela Artis got a lot of minutes. Kayla Wildman played a lot of minutes. Um, Sydney so, Wagner came in. She did. She had 15 minutes, but they were solid 15 minutes. And, you know, that was, a, that was kind of surprising just like, you know, like a freshman being in that, uh, in that situation against such a great basketball team. And, I mean, she came in. She didn't. She didn't force any bad shots, I didn't think. She great great vision with her passes, good on defense. So I thought I was I mean, I was very impressed with how she played against Hope yeah. for sure. And oh, I didn't even realize that Sam Underhill was only hold, was only held to one point. That's a that's a big one too, because she's she's usually consistent at getting like six, eight, ten just and like just working in the post. I mean, that's just it's crazy because that's just it's it's crazy like how something like that small can make such a big difference. I mean, yeah. if if they hadn't guarded Sam Underhill as much, maybe she gets those four four shots. Maybe those four shots she, she took went in, and then it's a completely different ball game. We might be talking about overtime. Yeah, and you know, overtime the MTI Center is uh, no cakewalk for anybody, even I, if the students aren't there, even if it's over break. That crowd was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was there was a lot of hope fans though. There was a lot of orange in those stands. Yeah, I there was. I was. Uh, not happy about that. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, so close. So they're gonna get another crack at them, and us presumably knock on wood. We'll get a third crack at them in the tournament. Just we'll see what happens. But on to Baldwin Walls, who was ranked when they played Trine, and uh, yeah, Trine crushed them, 64-45. That was another. That was another really good game. Um, I mean, overall, I thought, I wouldn't say, it's hard to say that overall this game was an improvement versus the Hope game because that would imply that Trine played poorly against Hope, and they really didn't. I thought they played pretty well against Hope. But uh, I think this was consistency. They showed, you know what, Hope might be the best team in the country right now, but we can can play great against them. We can play great against anyone else in the country, and they showed that against Baldwin-Wallace. That's something where I've talked to people about this women's team where, they make good teams look terrible and just and they make bad teams look even worse. Like yeah. we saw in that all of that game a oh, few man. weeks ago. Just I mean, I remember I was doing uh, I was looking at the stat sheet and uh Lily Edwards, uh the forward for Baldwin Wallace was coming to the game averaging I think she's averaging close to twenty points. They held her to ten. Yeah, and they held her to ten. And most of those points came in the second half after Trine was already starting to go up. The first half, I think she only had one bucket. I think she I think she only had like two points in the first half. So, I mean, that was just phenomenal defense. And they had people switching off. KT was on it for a little bit. I think um Tara was had had been guarding her a little bit. I mean, just great, great defensive play overall. I mean, I feel like we say that all the time. We talk about basketball here at Trine. It's just it's great defense. Yeah, it's just that's kind of the brand that both teams just trying basketball in general has mm-hmm. just established a brand of just absolutely suffocating defense all the time. And so it's fun to watch. You know, I'm, I'm an offensive minded guy myself, but I can get down with some defense. Every oh, now I, and then. I love watching defense. I was a big defense guy when I played in high school and just, it's, it's awesome to watch just seeing how everyone works together. The just recovery on everything is so smooth I mean, Rachel Stewart, I swear she averages 20 steals a game. Dude, oh my goodness, bro. She's got to be, I feel like she's got to be closing on a, like a steals record or something. I mean, she is just always on it. And like like you're saying, the uh, the teamwork on defense, well, you can't really hear on the stream that you and I can hear when we're down on the court is that communication. I mean, yeah. they're always talking, both teams always talking, always communicating, yelling, like telling them screen left, screen right, you know. Um, and that's huge because when I've watched us play teams who don't communicate, we just it, – it makes it look easy for our yeah, offense. it's almost too easy because if you're not talking, it's like, well, I'm just going to cut all day. And eventually someone's not going to talk or someone's not going to be in the position. I'm going to get an open layup. Exactly. And, man, just – they're good. Three uh, Thunder players in double figures. Kayla Wildman with 13. Uh, Alyssa Argyle with 10 off the bench. And Rachel Stewart with 10 off the bench as well. 
just, I mean, when you're, when, on, when the other team only has one person scoring double figures, I mean, you don't have to have that many people <laughs> scoring because one, two, three, four, five players off the bench did not score, which, well, I guess four of them only played one minute. So I was saying, I mean, that's, it doesn't look great, but, uh, when you're so look how deep much. look look how deep the bench is like yeah. look how many players came off the bench in the game that means you know it means we're up big and we're just throwing in some role players letting yeah. the less experienced players get to get some playing time preparing for next year so and the other thing about this game Sydney Wagner got to start because Mikhail Artis and Kaylee Argyle were out in this game so we're right. down to third string point guard and still crushing them just. Overall, just a great, great win. I thought she played pretty well too. I mean, yeah. she didn't didn't put up a ton of points, but she was grabbing rebounds. She had an assist. She had a steal. I mean, overall, I thought she played pretty well. Obviously, yeah. freshman. I think that was her first start of her career. I believe so. Yeah. So, well, congrats, congratulations, Sydney, on your first career start. Yeah. Uh, the first of many, many, many more to come over the next few years here. I mean, she she's exciting to watch. It makes me excited yeah. for the future of this women's team. I think this uh, this women's team, it's not going to be a rebuild after this year so much as it's just a reload. Yeah. They'll be right back in the mix next year. So it'll be a yep. lot of fun to watch for the next few years. A lot of people are thinking, well, you're going to lose Kelsey Taylor, Kayla Wildman, Tara Benovich. Those are three starters in this game. Then you're losing off your bench Rachel Stewart and then uh, Kaylee Argyle, who wasn't in this game. But so, like, man, they're not going to be that good. I uh, I believe we are because you got Sam Underhill who's going to slip yeah, in for Kelsey. Just so excited. You got the Slonikers. You got Alyssa Argyle who is money from deep when she's hot. Just. It's crazy that we can, we can say that about so many players in this roster, man. Yeah. When they get hot, they're hot. Yeah. You got Tara, you have Alyssa Argyle, uh, Kayla Wildman. I mean, I've seen Sidney Wagner hit a few threes. Mm-hmm. Rachel Stewart can hit, you know, it's just, you can't leave anybody open on the, uh, on the wing. And no. I'm still waiting for KT to take a three pointer. I don't think she's taking one all season. Kelsey, I need a three pointer from yeah, you. We need Come that. on now. We need one. <laughs> maybe two, maybe, maybe you should only shoot threes against Alma. I'm just kidding. Not really. Imagine, imagine though, KT pulling up from the volleyball line, just splashing <laughs> at Steph Curry range. Dude, if she starts hitting threes like that, we're winning the national championship. There's no stopping us. There's no stopping this team. <laughs> yeah. KT averaging, for the first half of the season, averaging zero three-point three point attempts. Second half of the season, 15 three-point attempts per game. <laughs> Clay Thompson numbers. Oh, my God. <laughs> so after Baldwin-Wallace, they traveled down to Nashville for the uh, Basketball Destinations Post-Christmas Classic must be nice. Looks warm down there. Yeah, and then they played Penn State Barron, and then they were going to play Williams, but Williams got canceled. So they win against Penn State Barron, 77-52. And huge shout-out, Tara Benovich, 20 points in that game. Also uh, being the all-time leader in three-pointers for Trine's history. Shout-out, Tara, friend of the pod. Yep, shout unbelievable out accomplishment. I mean, I think when going into that game, she was only like one or two, three short. I think she was only one yeah. short. I think going into Hope, she was five. Mm-hmm. And she hit five against Penn State. So, I mean, shout out. And uh, for those of you listening, that's not just Trine's history. That is Trine plus Tri-State. That yep. is the entire history of the university. So, um, she had broken the record previously for the NCAA record with Trine, but mm-hmm. now she is the single owner of the most three-point Three-pointers made in a career. So, I mean, yeah, shout-out. That's a huge accomplishment. And, I mean, not surprised at all. When I see her play and I see her shoot, it does not surprise me one bit that she even that she got close to this record. And she broke this record with over half the season left. Yeah. So she still has time to extend on that, too. Yeah, when we interviewed her, I was like, I mean, I mean, everyone knows your cash money from three, but it was just like it was a matter of time when it was going to happen to this point. And... Man, congratulations, and that's why she won MIAA Player of the Week for a sweep of the award with Aiden for January 3rd. Yeah, Trine's like that. Yeah, we, we're like that, and it's just, yeah, I'm just, I don't know what else to say. Just huge congratulations. 
Uh, only other player for trying to score in double figures, Rachel Stewart, with 16 off the bench. Just consistency from Rachel. Here, here we go. I feel like we need to just uh, start a segment where it's just let's uh, talk about Rachel Stewart for like five minutes. Just get it out of the way because we know it's going to keep coming yeah. up. Have you not heard but, the rant that I did on Rachel not winning defense player of the year? Uh, I have not. I'll play it for you after okay. we're done. Sounds good. I, I mean, I get a little intense. <laughs> she deserves it. I mean, obviously, uh, at least in this Penn State game, only had one steal and one only had one steal and one block. Only. But I mean, she's so versatile that even when she's not producing two, three steals a game, she put up 16 points, assists, seven rebounds. I mean. I don't know how else to describe her as a steward other than she's just a hustler. She just goes out there. She's willing to get her, get like, get down and get dirty. I mean, and that's something that you need off the bench. And I think that's why she continues to come off the bench instead of being in the starting lineup because when she comes in with those bench players, she's just such an anchor and such a spark plug for the team. And then obviously she will stay in when they rotate out and they bring the starters back in. So Rachel Stewart, a lot of fun to watch. Shout out Rachel Stewart. We talk about you a lot on the broadcast yeah. because you're always making plays. So if you're listening, good stuff. Keep it up. Yeah, when we talked to Tara, she's like, we we asked her about the defense on the team. It was like, yeah, the defense is great. We communicate and all that. We get a lot of tips. Rachel knows where the ball is going every time, and she's like, I don't know how she knows. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I don't even know how to, like, what's compared to. Have you seen, like, those videos of, like, Luke Keekley? Uh, when he was playing the NFL, where he would like call out where the play was yeah. going before they even did it. That's what that's Rachel Stewart. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things where you know John and I we always had a running joke where we swear that Hoffman and Rang do not sleep when they scout. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, Rachel is one of those people that just doesn't sleep and just does nothing but scout all the time. I mean, I feel like you know, I know, I know, like all these girls are watching film, but something just makes me think that Rachel Stewart might just go home or back to her dorm, and lock herself in her bedroom and just put film on and just not sleep. All night, she just watches film the same game, just on repeat. She has to, because I don't know. It's like a sixth sense that she has. I mean, I've played basketball before. Um, Never have I played basketball as good as Rachel Stewart. No, not at all. (laughs) Just, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Um, This week, the women's team, I'll pull up their schedule. They're going to host Alma on Wednesday. That's going to be a good game. I believe you're on the call for that one. Yes, right sir. Now. Me and uh, you and Andy. Mr. Andy Brown will be on the call for that one. I'm, on, I'm excited for that game. I'll be on camera, so if there's any issues, uh, uh, at me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Hey, y'all heard that. If if the angles are bad from under the basket, <laughs> at Drew Everhart. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, so I can just learn how to be better with that. And then they're going to host Kalamazoo, as I said. They're the first game of the men's and women's doubleheader. Uh, I believe Andy and I have both those games because you have a track meet on. Yeah, Saturday. I'm sorry I had to bail on y'all, but uh, right. you know, Saturday's going to busy. Uh, going to be a busy day here on oh, campus. Man. We're yeah, going to have a million things. Well, oh my goodness, the traffic is going to be horrible, dude. Because <laughs> we're going to have both Kalamazoo teams coming, mm-hmm. and then the track meet is like I think we have like nine or ten teams coming. On Saturday. Jeez. And so the track meet starts at noon. The women's game starts at 1. The field events, or the, the the running events for the track meet start at 1. And then the men's game starts at 3. And then there's, uh, a, there's a wrestling meet, isn't there, on Sunday? I think there is. Yeah, there should be. Oh, it's been postponed. Oh, it has. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, Saturday, track and field. Uh, let's see. ACHA D3 men's hockey. Oh, yeah, hockey. Hosting MSOE. Both basketball teams playing Saturday. Um, Women's ice hockey against Finlandia on Saturday. Just. It's a lot of action going on, and it's not just – not just a lot of men's teams playing. It's it's both. The, the track meet obviously is a dual meet, so it'll mm-hmm. be both men's and women's teams. And then uh, I haven't gotten to watch a, a women's hockey game yet, and I'm kind of disappointed. I want to get in there and see what's up. I've, I've watched some men's games. I've been on the call for a few, but I haven't gotten to watch any of the women's games Women's yet. games are fun. Oh, I'm sure. I know the so – I've done camera for a few of them. I've seen, uh, like, um, highlights from, like, Division One uh, women's hockey, and it's like they are, like, more physical than the, than the men are. Yeah. They are, like, out there, like, throwing elbows and stuff. I'm like, geez, like – they're about that. Yeah, I've seen some huge hits on the women's side. For real, it's crazy. Just giving each other brain damage. It's, <laughs> it's nuts, man. Well, I guess that's what they signed up for when they decided to play hockey. Yeah. It's just a risk you got to take. All right, so with that, 
believe that is it for basketball. Be sure to tune in Wednesday for women's basketball yes, hosting sir, Alma. Hear my voice again. Yeah. <laughs> and then you I mean you can put put it on mute for mine on Saturday. Nah, you, you really gotta listen to, to what you gotta listen to what Drew has to say. If you want some good insight, you gotta listen to Drew Everhart. Oh man, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing this, man. I really yes, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hey, it's a lot of fun. I definitely looking forward to keep coming back. Hopefully we can uh keep this going. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And yeah, can't wait to see you next week, dude. Yes, sir. See you next week. Big thank you to uh, Jacob coming in, as always. So glad I have a hockey expert because uh, I am definitely not one. And a uh, big shout out to Ben uh, coming in. Going to be the co-host. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun with him. I cannot wait for the rest of this podcast with him. It's going to be a lot better than what I thought it was going to be, where it's just going to be me on my own talking about football and basketball and all that. So thank you for Ben. And um, be sure to follow everyone on Twitter at Storm Summer Pod at Trine Broadcast. Jacob is at Nelson0973. Ben is at Ben Wangard. And I am at DEverhart00. Want to thank you so much for listening. So glad to be back 2022. Hopefully, it will just be better than ever. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you next week. This is Storm Center. Listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.